And I think we're, as of today, about 37 days away from our next test event where we actually test the accuracy of that as well. So that's optical-based systems that can do limb tracking because obviously there's scoring parts of the body in football or, or soccer as, as we know it, probably more so in Australia. Yep. And so any scoring part of the body, you need to know the position of that relative to the second last defender and when the ball was kicked. Welcome to the Prepare Like a Pro podcast. Every week, I host live chats via our YouTube channel with leaders in the AFL and high-performance industries. Join me live every Sunday at 6pm where I debrief the recent chats and announce the upcoming guests. We drop an inspiring and educational episode every Monday. If you like the show, please follow us on your favourite podcast app. Hello and welcome to the Prepare Like a Pro podcast. Today's episode is a bite-sized interview with Robert Augie. To listen to the full episode, head over to episode 110 with the Prepare Like a Pro podcast. You mentioned Stu and Russell. What about some other strong influences in your career early days? Yeah, there was there probably two two of the lecturing staff stood out. So Paul Ford being one who had different ideas on training to to what I'd been exposed to up until that stage. So he he was he was quite challenging in a lot of ways. Uh, probably still is actually. He challenges a few, but it was it was for me it was really really good to get a different perspective on on training and really functional type training that can be done. And then I, I had a, an exercise physiology lecturer, Mark Fabreo, who for those that know Professor Mark Fabreo, you'll know him as a as a brilliant medical researcher these days but he was back then he was probably still dabbling in some triathlon he'd been quite a successful age group triathlete in his in his time and so lots of conversations with him around training and and back then he was dead certain that he knew everything about training i'm sure he's softened over the years as we all have what did you draw on those guys to to increase your productivity what was some sort of standout well, M- Maddie was well after I'd finished mine, <laughs> so that, I I think it's just seeing the work ethic and seeing seeing them challenge themselves in ways that that aren't quite normal. Like Stu dropping weight for to fight in a lower weight division, whilst you know still actually being active and and his brain working properly and being able to do his day job. Just just how they actually just day to day do that and and manage that so maddie was was inspirational in that and i I don't think he'd mind me saying that he's not necessarily a a natural student you know he's he's very very much in the applied camp but he engaged with the phd process and just worked his butt off with it really really put the effort in and if you're organized and you put the effort in as a phd student you're you're two-thirds of the way there really how's the project going now to you five years in is that right yeah, so we're, we're the test institute for FIFA around the, the accuracy of athlete tracking systems. So that's the yep. main project that we're involved with. We're also doing some testing around virtual offside line that FIFA want to use in the World Cup this year. And I think we're, as of today, about 37 days away from our next test event where we actually test the accuracy of that as well. So that's optical-based systems that can do limb tracking because obviously there's scoring parts of the body in football or, or soccer as, as we know it, probably more so in Australia. Yep. And so any scoring part of the body, you need to know the position of that relative to the second last defender and when the ball was kicked to determine offs. And at the moment, if you need to go to the, the video referee, the process takes too long. So they want a, an almost real-time solution, which some of the optical pro- providers may well be able to, to do for FIFA with enough accuracy that it's actually worthwhile. So that's that's the next challenge really for us. And the, the relationships that Victoria University 
has with these high-performance sporting clubs like Western Bulldogs. Why do you think other clubs don't have that relationship? Clearly, it's been successful for Western Bulldogs for, with their premiership success once the program had started and, and speak to students that have done the cadetship, they get a lot from it. So it seems like everyone's winning with that partnership. Yeah, I think I think most universities or most teams have some sort of a partnership with the university, probably not to the depth and breadth of the Bulldogs VU one. So I think that, that most clubs have access to something from whether it's one or multiple universities. I think partly... Well, well, Professor Mike McKenna, who was my PhD supervisor I mentioned earlier, he was actually a former Bulldogs player as well. So there was a passion there on, on the VU side really driving it at our end, which then drives it up through the hierarchy of the university and, and ultimately having the Vice-Chancellor as someone who recognised our strength in sport, but also the potential of a local partnership that could really cement that Footscray region. Favourite inspirational quotes or life motto? I'm not sure if it's inspirational or not, but one I, I used to, to say to my cyclists when I was coaching a, a few times was just remember it, if it didn't nearly kill you, sorry, if it didn't kill you, it probably nearly did. And and that was a lighthearted way of, of saying that that was a really hard session that you just did. So it's a reinforcement of work work ethic by them. Uh, it's It's partly building belief as well. So it's, you know what, you've actually just done something that was really, really hard. So if you can do that in training, two things. One, your opposition may not have been doing that today. So you're you're ahead of the game by, by doing that session. And remember, in races, when you think it's hard, remember back to today. And nothing in races is going to be that hard ever again. This is the hardest training or event stuff you've ever done. So it didn't kill you. It probably nearly did, but it didn't kill you. And yeah. you got there by working hard. And I think, yeah, you know, this who knows how many talented athletes out there there's there's truckloads of them in every sport i hope you enjoyed that by sides interview with robert augie to listen to the full interview head over to the prepare like a pro episode 110 i'll see you on the next prepare like a pro live chat show